welcome to FC Studios. Um, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, we're so glad that well, you know that you spend your Monday thirty minutes with us on Monday morning. Thirty minutes. Brett, here's the deal. I would sit here and talk for a long time, and Brad thinks that that's not necessary. So he forces me to keep these short and sweet for you. I don't know. Yes. Yes. That's correct. So thank you for joining us here on the Red Couch. Uh, we do look forward to spending a few minutes with you uh, every Monday morning. Um, I do have a question. How's your Monday morning going? Because mine's fine. But I have to tell you, I started off real questionable. I made my cup of coffee, oh. sat down to drink it, and then I had to get up and take care of something and sat back down like 60 seconds later, and there was a fly in my coffee. A fly. So I had to remake my whole coffee. It was a real sad thing, but I decided not to let that ruin my Monday morning. Well, I'm so glad you didn't let a fly in your coffee ruin your Monday <laughs> morning. Uh, speaking of kind of how things are going, let me ask you a few questions before we kind of get into our segment today. Have you ever felt that God is not listening to your prayers? Sure. Okay. Uh, have you ever stumbled through life in the darkness of depression or oppression, confusion, anxiety, things like that? I mean, I'm not necessarily We all asking, know the answer for me. Not yes. necessarily asking you. These are kind of... <laughs> Oh, the rhetorical questions. Yes, Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, have you ever wallowed in self-pity without direction or satisfaction? Um, this is another question. Why don't we know what to do with ourselves? Like, why don't we know what our purpose is in life? Why are we unsatisfied? Why are we lonely? Why are we afraid at times? And why do we believe that everyone else has it together when we do not? I mean, Instagram has a lot to do with that, don't you think? Social media, the same yeah. tool we're using right now. Yes, absolutely. We're just, trying, we're just trying to turn the tide on social media. That's yeah. right. But we would love to share some ways um, in which we can begin to move on um, from some of those questions in life here on FC Studios. Yes, and those are great questions. And I'm glad that I didn't really actually have to answer them all. Well, I mean, I think most people. No, I think we can all answer yes. yes to, at some point or some season, of I've said answered yes to and those. Probably multiple yeses to those questions. To those like questions. All at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they're hard questions. They are, um, you know, things that probably we wish that we didn't have to say yes to, but unfortunately we do. And you know, yesterday, Pastor Mark, um, we're you know, we're here at Friendship Church. We're walking through Psalms. Mm -hmm. We just finished Psalm seventy-one yesterday. Yep. I mean, we are just checking them off. But yesterday, Pastor Mark preached a message over Psalm 71. And if you haven't, haven't had a chance to listen to it, you know, we want to encourage you to go listen to it. You can go back on our Facebook page, our website, or even go to the podcast and listen to it and listen to it there. Even if you were in church on Sunday, it was such a great message. We want to encourage you to really dive back into that, read Psalm 71 some more and listen to that. But he mentioned several things that... Um, that God is according to his words and for all those fans that are English people and really love alliterations yep. um, Pastor Mark did that for you yesterday yeah. he was full of words that begin with the letter R regarding who who God is yeah and Morgan loves alliterations I do kind of like right up her alley I mean alliteration helps people remember things there's another R word I'm sorry. Anyway, <clears throat> so a few of those words stuck out to <clears throat> us. And so we'll be talking about those attributes 
um, those are letter attributes of God um, over the next few weeks. But the first one we wanted to talk to you today about, I mean, when, when Pastor Mark said this yesterday, I was like, oh, I love this term so much. And it had never stuck out to me before, um, though I had read the scriptures before, but I, um, this particular scripture, but I just had stuck out to me. And that's the beauty of God's word that like every time you read it, like new things come to life. But one of the things that he said yesterday that God is a repairer of breaches. Yeah, that's right. And you know, you may be asking like when you hear that, like what in the world does that mean? Because that's not like a term that, um, we use very often, especially, I mean, not like in ministry or life. I mean, if you're like in the military or, um, you know, something like that, then that's a term that you're very familiar with. But, but if not like a breach is, is a gap in a wall or barrier or, a defense mm-hmm. um, in warfare, agriculture. Um, a, a breach is a place where, like, the enemy comes in to destroy, or where like your livestock can break out and get lost. But basically, it's just it's a weak spot um, that's uh, easily exploited um, right. by an enemy or someone trying to. Yeah, I mean, on. like you said, I think I when I hear breach, I think either military or I think um, IT, like somebody's breached. A security oh, yeah. wall, a firewall, a firewall um, and hacked something. I didn't know you were an IT person. I'm not. So that's why I'm fascinated by it because I can't watch too many TV shows. Yes, but I mean, like, yeah, the uh, you know, a breach is where someone's come into a weak spot and infiltrated, right? Mm-hmm. Like broken through a barrier or um, a defense that's been set up, and and we have that. Like that happens in our in our yeah. personal personal lives we we set up um we set up walls or we try to do things to protect ourselves or things like that and and sometimes we have our breach in our own walls yeah. or in our own protection or or um and it, it, that happens in our life like it happens in relationships like somebody breaches like what you thought the, the boundaries or this you know the standard for your relationship is mm-hmm. or there's a um you know there's I mean, there's all I mean, there's all kinds of breaches that can yeah. happen in in our own lives, and and Pastor Mark even mentioned this idea of we are the ones who breach our relationship with God. Like God has His standards for us, and we're in relationship with Him, but then we're the ones to actually break in and do things like we yeah. breach these these things and break in and do things that we're not really supposed to. Yeah. Um, but it's we you know we're kind of reminded of Nehemiah. Yep. You know, Nehemiah goes and the the walls of Jerusalem needed were in repair. They had been breached, they had been broken, and they were in need of repair. And um, and Nehemiah goes and does that, and he goes and re- God calls him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And and in that process, he has there. He it talks about him building and fighting at the same time. Yeah. And that's you know the same thing happens as we have to be able to guard our hearts and from the attacks of the enemy. You know, while we're while things are being mm-hmm. repaired and why God is restoring and and repairing the breaches, we have to be also be able to to fight off the enemy at the same time. The scary yeah. places that the enemy breached. Yeah, that's right. And so uh, we just want to read a uh, scripture to you from Isaiah 58 uh, verses 9 and 12, and it'll kind of give us some uh, pointers on how to repair the breaches that we have in our own lives and our relationships with uh, one another and with God. In Isaiah 58, verse 9, it says this, Then you will call, and Adonai will answer. You will cry, and he will say, Here I am. If you get rid of the yoke among you, finger-pointing and bad-mouthing, if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, then 
Your light will rise in darkness, and your gloom will be like midday. Then the Lord will guide you continually, satisfy your soul in drought, and strengthen your bones. You will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water, whose water never fail. Some of you will rebuild the ancient ruins, will raise up the age-old foundations, will be called the repairer of the breach, restorer of the streets for dwelling. And so, um, I asked this question, like, have you ever been, um, like, in the situation where you feel like you just go from, like, one place of chaos to another? It's like there's never any, like, true true peace, true calm in your life. Like, you ever been in that place where you're, like, just unsettled all the time and constantly fighting, like, moving from one battle to another? Um, or, like, you know, for many people, you're, like, fighting constant battles and many different battles on many different fronts. I mean, yeah. like... Life sometimes. I mean, I think that that kind of like makes me think of like, you know, it's easy to be like, oh, I have a breach in this wall, and God, please restore this or rebuild it. But like, when you feel like you have multiple, like you're being oh, yeah. in, like, like like fired upon and breached in multiple areas, that's when it really gets tough. Yeah, I mean, because you think of you have like your your home life, mm -hmm. um, and then you have your extended family, and then you have your work, and then you have friends, and then you have like finances like all these areas can have breaches in them and sometimes like they just all kind of come at you at once and mm -hmm. you know it can be be very difficult but you know many times we have these breaches in, in our lives that we haven't repaired mm -hmm. um and, and the truth is that like every one of us are going to have to deal with breaches in our lives mm -hmm. at one point or another there's all all, all of us are going to have areas where we have to to address but um you know what, what's really interesting to me is that Many of us carry these breaches like all the way from our childhood or adolescence. Right. Um, like many, many of us have um, have breaches in our lives that occurred when we were younger, um, and that we kind of carry with us um, for decades. Even mm -hmm. you know, we carry throughout our whole life. And some people um, live their entire life with these gaping holes and breaches in their lives without really ever being able to uh, kind of repair them. And, and every experience, I mean, every relationship that we develop is affected by these things from our past. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, a lot of times as we get older, we <clears throat> realize that there's these holes in our life and, um, and things that need repair and need restoration that we, we attempt to fill those ourselves. Like, mm -hmm. so some people fill them with like drugs or alcohol or some sort of addiction or you you know you try to think that you've dealt with something and you put a band-aid over or you yeah. know you try to repair it with what you can <clears throat> but that never really brings whole healing because we're the ones that are trying to repair something that like we don't have the authority yeah. to actually repair right. um, without without God's help and and I think that we do that. So we, sometimes we recognize, oh, there's been a breach and this has been here for a long time. Let me try to fix this. But we just put a Band-Aid over something that actually needs surgery or yeah. to be cleaned out. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that, you know, we'll get more back to Isaiah and the scripture. But, you know, without God's help, without that, then without our relationship with him, without seeking him for this, like, true restoration or rebuilding of a breach or um, restoring this breach in our wall um, can't happen without him. Yeah, that's right. You know, if we don't restore these breaches, like they just continue to wreak havoc in our lives and our relationships, um, not only with each other, but with God. Um, but according to this scripture in Isaiah, there are some things that we can do mm -hmm. and that we must do. 
um, you know, like we know that God could like supernaturally take care of these things in one way right. um, or another if he wanted to, but like that's not really the way that God uh, works. In fact, there's four things in these verses that tell us that we can do, mm-hmm. um, but it is there is this if then dichotomy that right. takes place. Like there, if we do these things, and you find that like throughout Scripture, all throughout Scripture, yeah. if we do these things, then God promises to do these things. So if we do these things in our darkness and our gloom, we'll be as bright as day. Mm-hmm. Like those things that are like destroying our lives will, um, you know, be taken care of. And yeah. And I think this kind of if then dichotomy that you're talking about is really an act of surrender. Like God is good and he could just come in and swoop in and miraculous thing, miraculously do some things, but he wants us to have this heart of surrender, this heart of obedience. So he says, if you do this, then this happens, right? It's like a cause and effect because he wants to know our hearts and a heart of surrender. And, um, and in to him that no realizing like he's the one that can really be, bring the repair, um, that we can't do that. So yeah. if you, you know, surrender, then this is what happens. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so, uh, the first one is to call out to God. Um, mm-hmm. and we find that in Isaiah, um, 58 in verse nine, but yeah, the first one is to call out to God. Like, have you ever been mad at God because of something that happened in your life? Um, or like find that you're bitter towards God because like a breach that has occurred. And like many times we like, we hold on to this bitterness, even though God did not cause that thing to happen. Even though, uh, you know, because the reality, reality is we live in a fallen world Mm -hmm. that there's lots of evil. There's lots of bad things that happen. And there are also natural consequences of sin in our own lives. And like, that's just the way that. It's just the way that it is. Um, but the reality is, is that we kind of hold this bitterness towards God because we expect God to like take everything and make everything better all at once. And that's just, that's not how, that's not how life works. And, and so we have to make this choice to, to let it go and to choose to walk in the newness of life, trusting that, that, that God really is smarter than us, that mm-hmm. his ways really are better than ours, and that he knows how to um, take care of his children. And so, like, if we wait, and I think this is the problem, is that many times we wait for our feelings to line up with what we know we should do. Right. right? Um, and, and, like, if we wait for our feelings to line up with the Word of God, we're always going to live in disappointment. Right. Yeah, that's that's such a good, good point. Like, we have to, we don't trust our feelings. Our feelings can deceive us. And so we have to trust that when God says, if you call out to me and I will answer you, like, he, he, that's what he does. It's right. not like if you feel like calling out to me or when you feel like it, no matter what you feel like, when we know that there's a breach in the wall, if we just bring this to mm-hmm. him, he responds to, to us, yeah. whether we, whether we feel like it or not, we have to yeah. know that that's what we have to do. Yeah. And there are times that we actually have to repent of that anger mm-hmm. towards God, that bitterness mm-hmm. that we have towards God and let that go and, and call upon him anyway, like regardless of how we feel. Um, we, we have to call upon even in our grief or in our sadness or anger mm-hmm. over the way that our life has gone. And, and, and even sometimes we have to worship him when we don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Because if we do these things, then God promises, promises. Mm-hmm. to do these things regardless of how we feel um, in our hearts. And so, um, yeah, so the first one is call upon God. The second one is to remove the yoke of the enemy. Yeah, those first scriptures in Isaiah says, then 
If you'll call on me, Adam, I'll answer you. You'll cry and he will say, here I am. And then it goes on to say, if you get rid of the yoke among you, finger pointing and bad mouths, like bad mouthing, like we have to get rid, remove, remove the yoke of the, of the enemy. Um, this imagery really like is, you know, a yoke is something that's placed on like an animal, specifically right. an ox, like in the Bible, they control, like it's so that something weaker, like a human could control something that's stronger, right? So when the yoke is on us, it's something that's really, the enemy is subservient to us, like he isn't, doesn't have authority right. over us as believers, but when we allow his yoke to be put on us, then something weaker actually tries to control us, right. and we have to get rid of that yoke, um, and, and, and put on what Christ has for us. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're either going to be led by the yoke of the enemy or the yoke Mm -hmm. of Jesus. And so, um, you know, the yoke of the enemy is bondage and slavery, and Jesus' yoke is light and easy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know, again, these are kind of some terms that we're not really um, familiar with, but like Jesus, like when he directs our lives, he brings us into protection. Mm -hmm. Um, His kingdom has boundaries, his walls. Um, are there to ensure safety and security. Yeah. Um, whereas the enemy only wants to lead us into destruction. But the key thing with Jesus is that we have to be in a relationship with him to yeah. be able to receive his guidance and his direction. Yeah, that's that's so so good. And we have to, you know, we have to be able to, if we really want to change things, if we really want these breaches restored in us, we have to be able to recognize that, oh, I'm, I'm sort of allowing the enemy to control some things and, and get rid of those things. And and in order to really bring that change at times, we have to make some drastic changes in our in our own life and put aside our desires. And, and um, oftentimes that comes through fasting, not just prayer, but also through fasting. Yeah. Um, because when we fast, we're putting our physical body into alignment with our spiritual body. Right. And then we get able to see and hear clearly the things that God reveals, oh, you're really allowing the enemy to have a heyday in this area. Right. Let's stop that and let me fix fix this area. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, if you go back and read the first few verses mm-hmm. of Isaiah 58, it talks about fasting and mm-hmm. like when you fast, it's undoing the bands of wickedness and the yoke mm-hmm. of the enemy. So it's yeah. not something that you can just like oh, wake up and decide one day, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to take this off. Like the enemy's not going to direct the light yeah. anymore. There are times where you have to uh, where you have to fast and you have to put your your body into um, subservient nature to uh, to God, and so yeah. our earthly desires, like those, are the things that we have to get rid of. And fasting is one way in which we which we can do that. We can take the upper hand over our emotions, over our thoughts, over our desires. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's that's really important because our desires, our emotions, wants to rule over us. Yeah. Um, like it wants to decide like whether we go to the right or to the left. But we know that the Bible says that the Holy, that's the Holy Spirit's job. It's not our job. Right to determine, you know, which way we go. And so really, like, our, our primary struggle in life um, is against our desires that are led by the enemy. Yeah. Um, you know, not we're not really struggling against other people, but yeah. we're struggling against the enemy who's attempting to determine what we do with our lives. Yeah, and I, I, as you were talking, I thought about this, you know, there's this quote, like, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so to think that if we're wanting to change things that there's been a breach in our in our walls and or in our life and we need that to change and we've done all these things we're going to have to do something different to bring restoration and redemption and healing to that area and and 
that one includes fasting to break the yoke of the enemy to let that go. Um, and if you've never fasted before, we encourage you to do that. Pray, pray about what God would have you to fast or how he would have you to fast because there's different ways to do that. But you can't just continue to do what you've always done, get what you've always done. If you truly yeah. want to experience whole restoration, the repairing of the breaches, you probably are going to need to fast mm -hmm. in order to really you know, break the yoke of the enemy right. and put on the yoke that Jesus has for you. Yeah, and so call out to God, um, remove the yoke of the enemy. And then the third one uh, that Isaiah talks about in 58, 9 through 12 is stop blaming everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Pastor Mark always says, like, if you're pointing the finger at someone else, you have all these other fingers pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's a, that's a great analogy. But, like, the thing but, is... I'm sorry. I, this is a joke. I said, that's why Donald Trump always said you're fired like that, this. Like that, so yeah. no fingers, no fingers pointing back sorry. at him. No, you're right. Um, so, like, do you play the blame game in life? I mean, I think we all do. Like, I think many of us get stuck at this place right here. Like we play the blame game. Our favorite scapegoat in life is everyone else. Like yeah. everything that happens is always someone else's fault. Um, they're not doing what they should be doing. They're treating me wrong, so I'm justified in, in my, my actions. own actions. Like things that I do, like I was provoked, they hurt me, they didn't stop doing this or that, and so I responded this way. Right. Um, and so like, or they, you know, they're taking advantage of me, they're making fun of me, they're not treating me properly. Like. There's always a reason that we do something and it's always because of someone else. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the blame game is like sort of a um, natural human thing. Like, I always see oh, this yeah. since the dawn of time. Like, God natural comes to, to Adam and Eve and Adam's like, she did it. And mm -hmm. Eve's like, this, <laughs> the, the snake said it. it. It's, I mean, it, it started then. So yeah. it's, it's this very thing that's kind of almost put in us um, because of the initial fall mm -hmm. of Adam and Eve is to blame. Well, it's their fault. It's their fault. Um, but it really takes some self-reflection and some, um, some, and then that's hard sometimes because we don't want to accept that we've done something wrong. It's just yeah. easier to put it off on somebody, or it feels easier yeah. to put it off on somebody else. But that never actually brings real healing. Um, it never actually brings real restoration or right. allows God to bring repairs in the breaches if we're not admitting things that we may right. have. And not every situation, some things just happen and you didn't have anything to do with it. And that's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. We're talking about being self-reflective of, of times when you are responsible for your things and you need to own that responsibility. Yeah, I mean, because the, the reality is, is like no matter how bad someone treats us, like we're not responsible for someone else's actions. Right. The only thing that we're responsible for, the only thing that we're going to stand accountable for is ourselves, right. our own behavior, and our own actions. And so, like, I mean, I'm not like discounting because people have had like horrible things happen right. to them in their lives. And so, you know, we're not like discounting or taking anything lightly. We're simply just saying like, that no matter what has happened to us at the hands of someone else, we cannot use them as an excuse for all of the breaches in our lives and for our own actions. Well, in the second part of that, it says the finger pointing and the bad mouthing. Like, mm -hmm. there's also, you know, this idea of talking bad about others. I think we're all very guilty of, yeah. of, of doing that. Like, we, we want to be negative about other people. Look, mm -hmm look for the bad in other people because oftentimes that might make us feel better. Um, so we have to be careful that not, not we're just not finger pointing and blaming, but we're just not, that we're not talking bad yeah. about other people right. as well because we never will find healing and deliverance um, 
when we're constantly in this behavior of finger pointing and and bad-mouthing other people because then we're not reflecting on ourselves and allowing God to heal us because we're always looking at someone else. Yeah, I mean, it's like that that phrase, hurting people hurt people. Um, And so, like, if you're hurting right now, just, like, just stop and, you know, think about your actions, think about your words. Um, don't allow this cycle of um, chaos and destruction to continue. Just make a different choice in your lives. And one way to do that is the very last thing here um, in Isaiah, and that is to serve others. I mean, yeah. like, um, th- this last part is simple. Help people that are less fortunate than you. Yeah. Help people that are having a worse time than you are. Because I guarantee you, if you look around your friend group, um, in your community, there are people that are less fortunate than you. There are people that are having a harder time in life than you are. Um, and like helping people, serving people doesn't have to be over the top. Doesn't have to be like anything extravagant. It can be simple as like giving somebody a meal or a gift card or even serving at church. I mean, like that's a super easy way to help other people is to simply show the love of Christ to other people yeah. at church or in your community. And like, I, I fully believe, and we've seen it, that like when we do these things, when we serve others, when we put others' needs before ours, like God moves in a special way and your life begins to change because you take the focus off of yourself and you put it on other people. Yeah, that scripture there in verse 10, it says, if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desires of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will be like midday. When we start to serve other people, like our perspective begins to change and then God can really highlight and bring to light things in our life and bring healing in our own life. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a really critical step in allowing God to re- repair the breaches in our life is when we get outside of ourselves and um, start serving other people. Yeah, that's right. You know, I, I really like this scripture because it says that the Lord will continually, God, he'll, He will guide you continually. He'll satisfy your soul. He'll strengthen your bones. Mm-hmm. Um, it says you will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose water never fails. And it's hot outside right now. Mm-hmm. And like water is, I mean, like just how satisfying is it to have water? But just imagine like spiritual water that never fails. And then Verse 12, it says, some of you will rebuild ancient ruins, will raise up the age-old foundations, will be called the repairer of the breaches, restorer of the streets for dwellings. And so, like, what we're talking about here is, like, when we make these choices to address the breaches in our lives, like, Mm -hmm. we can restore foundations that have been crumbled in, in, like, generations of our families. Mm -hmm. Like, for generations and for years and years and years, you can see these things repeated over in people's families but like each one of us have the opportunity to be the one that stops that and yeah. rebuilds those walls rebuilds the the generations of of crumble and despair and, and anxiety in families and we can be the ones that are restorers of the streets yeah i think that's so good and you know if you really think about this term like if if you really assess are there breaches in my life are there breaches in my family um I think we could all say yes, or are there weak areas where the enemy wants to attack and cause a breach? Absolutely, but God's the repairer of those breaches. And but there is action on our part if we want God to, you know, to really come in and repair those breaches. We have there is a if then like we talked about earlier. Like if we do these things, then God comes in and does these things. And so we want to encourage you today to, um, you know, really assess things and assess assess your life and assess are there areas where the enemy is trying to breach you and surrender those things 
to God so that he can be the repairer of breaches in your life. Um, again, we want to remind you <clears throat> to go back and listen to Pastor Mark's message um, from Psalm 71. We promise you won't, you won't regret it. It was such a great message um, as he talks about part of God being, a, uh, you know, one of the things that God being a repairer of your breaches. Um, we're so glad that you joined us this Monday morning and we will see you next week. Hey, I'm Morgan. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of FC Studio. You can find us online at fcfrisco.org or on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are located in Frisco, Texas. We have services on Sunday at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode.